you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at DaveDamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I am joined by Mark Iztook. Hello. And uh, right now, Patrick Claybon's coming up. And we already started the show about 25, 30 minutes ago there, MOVP, behind the glass. 32. 32 minutes ago, to be <laughs> precise, says MOVP. And we just learned that Jamal Charles was released by the Chiefs. That then gets in the way of the conversation we already had about Adrian Peterson and where he fits. So let's update it, and then we'll go back to where we started originally. We're going to bend the space-time continuum a little bit. Whoa, here. I know it's back weird. to the future of kind of past. Kind of. It's like a DeLorean. Today. We need the DeLorean sound effect to really make it work. But uh, anyway, we don't so Jamal this. Charles, answer this is, yeah. Hook. Jamal Charles released by the Chiefs. What do we think? I mean, a couple of big knee injuries for him in uh, in KC. He, I think I he's, think he's a much more intriguing kind of scratch your head uh, guy than Adrian Peterson when it comes to hey, how productive can he be? Where can he fit? Because he is such a multi hyphenate weapon when he's got the football in his hands. Well, is he though? We know that they both both of or maybe these runners, that's the question mark. Can right. he still be? Both of these runners uh, came back in in big fashion from significant knee injuries mm-hmm. in the same season. I always uh, felt bad for Jamal Charles because Adrian Peterson came back and had had a monster, monster year, and it obscured how good Jamal Charles was when he came back in the same season from a pretty big knee injury, too. I think he's on his way to the Hall of Fame, I think, Jamal Charles. I think he needs to have a little bit more production before Mm -hmm. he actually gets a gold jacket, but he's certainly on that trajectory or was before this second knee injury now. Where do you think Jamal Charles is a good fit? I guess we don't really know. What is his age, MVP? Can you look that up for us? I'm guessing he's, I'm going to guess 28-ish. Yeah, that feels about right. Oh, he's 30 already, is he? Jamal Charles, 30 years of age, huh? I, I mean, moves I, fast. I, I, w- let me ask you this. Uh, you're franch- just a random franchise out there, and you've got the option. It's a Twitter poll. 
Adrian Peterson or Jamal Charles to sign. I think you're more excited about Jamal Charles. 32-year-old AP. I think AD. I would. I also excited. resent AP for that nickname. Stealing the yeah. No, it's AP or AD, Get and like all both. If you ask him, and I have, he says, "Oh, both kind of work." I'll I'll, I'll no, answer that. No, no, no. You get it's too confusing. And AD, but your initials are AP. Yeah. And but all day, but ah, it's weird. And all day isn't really a nickname. It's a state of being kind of mm. thing. I I never can anyway. Let's not go. Let's not go right. uh, in that direction there. Um, Jamal Charles though is. Uh, if given 21st century um, improvements and what they can do with those knees, still at 30 though coming back, are you you know are you are you going to roll the dice on? I feel like more so, and I think there are more teams he could fit on because we talked before about Adrian name Peterson. one. Uh, geez, well we talked about Dallas earlier. I, I was a Cowboys fan. I would certainly love to see him backing up Ezekiel Elliott and see him. On the field. An embarrassment of riches. It sounds like yeah. Aaron McFadden may head back in that direction. Wonder what Gio Bernard's going to do. Maybe Cincinnati would make sense. But I think you talked before about Adrian Peterson needing to land someplace where he's got some offensive line help to open up holes, et cetera. And I don't know that there is many. No, but we haven't had that discussion yet. Because you're a podcast listener. It already happened to you in the and past. Me, not to our listeners. If you were a listener wondering about their skill sets and where they might fit in. You should continue listening. Emma VP also says that the Philadelphia Eagles have already expressed interest in uh, in Jamal Charles. I that love makes this sense. news feed coming in via the headset. That's a uh, what's it? What interests me about that uh, for a pretty inane reason is because uh, Shady McCoy wore number twenty five, which is a weird number mm. for a running back to to have success. You don't see a lot of twenty fives throughout pro football's history, yeah. and yet. What number does Jamal Charles wear? 25. Nifty little fit there. I, I'm curious how producer Ryan Bartlett, a Kansas City Chiefs fan, is processing this information. Yeah, really. That is a good question. And, in fact, on our list of uh, greatest uh, greatest uh, position group for one NFL franchise in history, the Kansas City Chiefs are up there with the running backs Pretty because they go, they go Marcus Allen, Priest Holmes, Christian Okoye, Larry Johnson had some nice years. Harvey Williams had some nice years there. So they're uh, Ed Podolak, if we want to go, uh, go back to the early years of the Super Delaney. Bowl era. Jamal Charles, though, perhaps their greatest runner of all time. I think it has to come down to Jamal Charles or Priest Holmes when you're looking at one, two with the Chiefs. Mm. Um, and uh, Mark, answer your question. You know, when I saw the news, I, I was disappointed, but I understand it. It's uh, I think he that was going to hit them for six million on their number, and they uh, only had five left, and it just seemed kind of natural. With but the caps moving, and they can't they can't give Jamal Charles six million. I guess they, I think they want to spend that elsewhere. I, I thought when Jamal Charles went down, and you saw that that offense opened up, it was precisely a classic example of trying to find other weapons. We saw the Panthers do it when Kelvin Benjamin went down in 2015. Uh, you know, it's the Patrick Ewing theory at work, and I think that that's. Something to think about when you look at places where he could land. Is he going to be the number one guy that you try to force the offense through, or can you use him in a – Well, the thing that the Chiefs have proven, like so many other teams have proven <clears throat> over the last 
last uh, half decade or so is that you can find them in the draft, and this draft, by all accounts, is loaded with uh, with uh, capable runners. So, yeah, I suppose that uh, – although it, it, it's the number that bothers me. Six million for Jamal Charles, who right now is a borderline Hall of Famer. That's a little surprising, but, uh, but apparently there are any number of runners that you can grab coming out of school. And as opposed to quarterback, running back really is to me, and this is a – I, I, I almost hate to perpetuate this um, kind of thinking, but uh, I don't think uh, anybody's listening to Dave and uh, uh, for um, personnel philosophy anyway. But it does seem like most of uh, the uh, the personnel guys in pro football now are on to the notion that you get a runner, you run him into the ground in his first five years or so, mm-hmm. and then you move on to the next one. The Steelers, interestingly, decided, at least for this year, to extend that Levy and Bell presence um, into 2017. We'll see what happens. I'm not, I, I, you know, they, the the word is that along with Antonio Brown, who's now the richest wide receiver in NFL history, who probably finishes his career wearing black and gold, mm-hmm. Levy and Bell. That's that seems to be the trajectory of this thing, but. I don't know. I'm not convinced that the Steelers, with the injury history mm-hmm. and the toll that they – I mean, the, the the number of touches that they like to give him. I don't know that Le'Veon Bell necessarily is still on the Steelers in, in 2018. Either way, intriguing stuff. Now, what do you think, Is Took? Should we start the show again or not start the show again but go back to – where we were with Patrick Claybon right. about like 39 minutes or so ago now, Emma VP, 38 minutes ago. What do you think? Uh, or do we or do we make like it all never happened? No, I think we go back because here. there were some there were some nuggets of gold in there. There were, yeah, including the Patrick Claybon uh, intro music, which was spectacular. Waterburger discussions. I mean, I, I would hate to. All right. So wait. So then, when we say goodbye, then you're gonna hear the show, and then you and I, thirty-two <laughs> minutes after that, will resume from this spot. You see what I'm saying? I was told there would be no math, but yes, we're going. So you and I are gonna say, okay, start the show again, Got and it. then when the next th- time you and me speak in it real life, be. oh, this. Well, no, people exciting. will hear our voices, right? But right. it will have already happened, as you said. Folding the space-time continuum. But then when you and I actually start talking in our real time, Mm -hmm. it will be picking up after these now 39-ish, 40-ish minutes. Tell me when my mic's hot. Okay, ready? Yep. On your mark, get set. Start the show again or go back to the future. Dave Damashek. Let's hurry up through a couple of – of big football-related uh, things. Where do we start here? Adrian Peterson, I guess, is a good place to start. Tuesday morning, the Vikings announced that they are not going to tag or anything otherwise Adrian Peterson. Patrick Claybon, host of Up to the Minute, uh, what's, the, what's the latest on this score? What's this mean for Peterson? Because I've already heard Vikings saying, well, that doesn't mean that they're not going to make him some sort of an offer. Well, what it means is that the Vikings said, we're not going to pay you this. We, we agreed to pay you this in a hypothetical situation, but we're looking at this real-life situation, and $18 million is not going to be what we're going to pay you. And so he is going to be an unrestricted free agent, which means anybody, including the Vikings, can, can come back. And maybe, you know, talking to Ian uh, on uh, our breaking news segment, the Vikings might be the best situation for Adrian Peterson to go back to. So it could, in effect, be a pay cut. 
Yeah, I wonder, though, if that is the best situation for him given uh, their shoddy offensive line. It seems like we talked two weeks or so ago, and as a matter of fact, MVP behind the glass, maybe we should uh, re-release Ike uh, Taylor's insight on that. He said he really needs a – or no, I'm sorry, it was Maurice Jones-Drew who had some pointed thoughts on this, of course, because – who's that? This is Maurice's song, just so everyone knows who he is. That's Maurice's song. I'm making sure. Yeah, Maurice's song. I didn't know if it was Ike's song or Maurice's for a second there. But Maurice had some insight. A guy who around that age decided to go to – to uh, to the Oakland Raiders, he said. Well, Adrian Peterson has, um, you know, is in better condition than I was at that point in my career. Nevertheless, he really needs a good spot to land at this age. He's going to be 32. He needs a good spot to land, uh, a good offensive line, and so on. He can't just ch- he can't just uh, be the the uh, centerpiece of an offense, especially. You know, he was great the last time we really got a good extended look at Adrian Peterson. He had a great year. Um, but, you know, he's a slightly diminished version of, of what he was then. Where is the right place for him to go, Mark Iztook? Not Dallas. <laughs> Not Dallas. Not Dallas. I mean, that's obviously what a lot of people in Dallas like to talk about, the idea of him being a Texan, kind of coming back home to his home state. He's openly flirted with Jerry Jones in the past, and obviously that's a, a kind of splashy signing that Jerry Jones would like. But you look at the yard per carry average. I know you were tweeting about that earlier, Patrick, and – what was it, one point? Yeah, it, it went down. There, there was a bit of a problem in 2016. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's it's it, a sexy signing for, I think, a lot of reasons that are understandable. But where do you see him being a guy that's going to be super productive? Well, he's like an old man, you know, or like, or at least like a middle-aged man like it, me. But... When I wake up now, I need I, – it occurred to me um, over the weekend as I shuffled about the house, I felt like I, I don't feel right. It's like, it's like noon-ish, and I don't feel – I don't feel really good and everything. And I realize, oh, I haven't had a good hot shower yet. My, my body now, it's now. So if if some team was willing to offer Adrian Peterson a good hot shower. That's what I'm getting at. He might be good I, for. It is, you know how people are creepy? I mean, they, they go yes. too far with their love of coffee. Like, I'm not I'm not me until I have my coffee. It's a, somehow it's yeah, possessive. It's like some kind of psychotic. It's murder. their coffee, my coffee. It's like my old man. Like, uh, it's an indictment when my old man refers to booze as uh he's like well i know you and your beer you know like (laughs) Like, uh, it's you're the only one it's yeah yeah. well you well because you like to have your beer you know dave (laughs) you know same sort of thing like people like to have their coffee for me now well i like to have coffee in the morning too but now it it, it now requires a second layer for me to feel right i need a hot shower to to get the the joints going in the same way adrian peterson has yes. needed a couple of games each year to get rolling now. Remember, what when he if first he had a back, hot shower and a coffee. The, the comparison yeah. is directly parallel. You, you follow. <laughs> you follow the point. I, I think this this 2017 season, because a lot of people are going to bag on Adrian for, for what he tried to do in 2016. He came back maybe a little too early uh, from an injury. This year could be the first time in five years that Adrian Peterson has had a full offseason where there wasn't – a, a major rehab going on or and so I understand that like he's on the wrong side of 30 like that's a that's a thing like I don't I don't know why 30 has to be this solid 
You're dying now. Well, history is the reason for it. But, of course, Frank Gore has debunked that. There have been some other guys, uh, Jerome Bettis, I suppose, a little bit at least. But, you know, if uh, if you put him, to Maurice Jones-Drew's point a couple of weeks ago when he was in here, if you put him in the right offense, I mean, that that could be a potentially devastating thing. If you put him on the New York Giants as a, as a for instance, although that offensive line, that's a bad example because they would still need to amend that offensive line. But if you put him behind a, a ready-to-go passing offense and then you throw in the uh the whammy of uh, of 28 the future hall of fame one of the great running backs of all time i wonder if there are any organizations though that will will moralize on this one i suspect there are you know but what do you what do you think is like because he has it's not like his pat you know everybody remembers a couple of years ago with the uh the abuse charges and everything else It, it is weird it goes back to is the value does the value offset the uh the off the field stuff and and I suppose you know we 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 saw our answers with Ray Rice and Greg Hardy I wonder if Adrian Peterson will be subjected to the same sort of thing because I mean there will be some some moralizing from some unnamed GM yeah. owner somewhere and somebody may might take the opportunity to to try to shine a positive light on themselves um, look, look at what we're doing here by yeah. we're offering him an opportunity yeah no it's like yeah if you if you're GMX and you want to say that you know you are you are a progressive GM that's really down for the future and the cause. You can uh, you can say that you're not going to sign uh, Adrian Peterson or, or any other player, um, but as long as there's a rational explanation for it, I, I think we might be letting people off the hook a little. I'm trying early. to think of teams that are borderline or true playoff contenders that would really benefit from from adding not necessarily a feature back who's going to get 25 touches but would be enhanced by Adrian Peterson's presence the Baltimore Ravens come to mind that would be an interesting hmm. fit for them but what, what do you But I don't think given the Ray Rice uh of it from two, three years ago now, I don't think they would probably jump in because of that very subject matter. What do you think, though, is the the best and most realistic use of him effectively? Is it a guy who's going to get you, you know, 100 carries in a backup role? Like, what do you see? He doesn't seem like a 10-carry guy. Like, like you just slot him in there with uh, one or two other runners. You know, he seems like a guy who needs his workload. Kind of, yeah. Well, in order to be the way he runs. The, the issue is going to be – are you going to utilize your expenditure? Like, if you spend X on mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson, you have to give him the ball mm-hmm. X amount to make that to make that work. Well, out. yeah. Is he willing to accept the reality of where he is? Is he gonna Is he gonna stomp his feet? Well, Le'Veon Bell's now getting twelve million dollars a year. Certainly, I'm a future Hall of Famer. I'm worthy of that kind of loot or ten million dollars. I think he's probably going to be disappointed but then as they always say in free agency all it takes is one of the 32 teams to say all right we'll give you the 10 million and then all of a sudden they're they're in them is there a team out there that would uh, would put themselves out there like that. I'm not sure there is, but I mentioned. But the point is with Adrian Peterson. What, what I was making with the shower five minutes ago is mm-hmm. he needs a couple of games, or at least that's the <laughs> the recent trend for him in his seasons. Remember when he first came back in 2015? We said. Boy, Adrian Peterson doesn't look good. He's slow. And then he took off after a few games. But it did take him a couple. It took him into, like, week three before it was like, oh, okay, that yeah. now he looks like himself. He had the shower. Right. But, he so took the may- hot shower. Maybe a, a more uh, interesting question is, which uniform would he look best in outside of Minnesota? I mean, can you see him in a Raiders uniform? It's always one of my favorite things. Right? I mean, he would look <laughs> spectacular in a, Ooh, Raven, in a Raiders Oakland uniform. Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. 
That's an interesting thing. I like that look. See, so you, you throw the yeah. uniform angle in there? That could and, be and nice. Dave's, Dave's <laughs> well, ass no, light up, and he's like, I, I believe in Adrian Peterson. Dave, Dave just had his shower. <laughs> I'm also looking up at uh, at uh, some exciting news that we are going to be playing for you in video form uh, today's show. And a lot of the shows we're going to be doing going forward over the next several weeks are going to be um, – are going to be vi- are going to be audio only shows, which I know please uh, the the longtime listeners. They prefer the audio exclusive shows. Local but, police prefer that too when I'm driving and watching video podcasts. Do they? That yeah. I stick to. I'm the not audio surprised. Yeah, version. it is weird. What are the, I mean? You can't have a TV in the front of your car, and yet I see a lot of people just playing stuff, and it looks like it's embedded in the dashboard. Is that a, a TV right in there, and it looks like they're watching it? Some double sided tape and a large smartphone really. It looks seamless. Brazen, brazen. It's I, it's outrageous. The 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 is there anybody when you drive now? Like one out of ten per people that you drive by aren't holding their cell phone now at least. And the thing that's great is the uh, the average humans. Uh, you talk about deluding yourself. Um, the uh, people think that they're fooling anybody with that. It's that I'm I'm looking at my cell phone while I'm going 70 miles an hour. Look down at the phone thing, like looking down the end of their nose, as though you're Brian Gumble doing an interview, looking down the nose. At the, it, it's it's like when you're in high school and you had like you know the notes on your hand during a test. It's that kind of glance. Yeah, that's, that's that a, kind of look. Yeah. Well, you had to you had to put your hand <laughs> over your eyes as you're writing, and. Remember, it's it's like the uh, it's like the trucks. If if you can see their mirrors, they can see you. It's I got to tell you, I don't know that I ever cheated on a test. I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever did. I, Let me I tell just, you, I did. I relied. Uh, I relied upon what, where I really the bad thing for me was. <laughs> I could. Um, I I could just I could just bury the teacher or the professor with uh, with word count. You know that was that was the goal. Was, <laughs> Was big words or the podcast listener? Yeah, yeah, po- yeah. Polysyllabic and uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of approach. And um, so, where I really got killed was there was no, there was no way around like freshman year of college, A, B, C, or D. You know, there's just no, there's no cheating that one unless you have somebody sitting next to you who has those answers. Have you but considered E? Once you get to blue book era. You know, once you get to upperclassman yeah, era, right, yeah. junior and senior year, oh, that's when the grades went up for Dave. You know, Dave could do that. But there's there's just, like, you know, long division, and then once you get into, like, the algebra and stuff, there's just no, like, there's only one answer, which I resent. I didn't like that that was the case in math and You stuff. want alternative answers. That's right. You know, the thing I didn't like was in school – was, uh, you know, early on, like 2 plus 3 equals 5. Like, why is that true, though, teacher? Explain why. Like, well, that's well, that's just the math. I mean, that's hard and fast, Dave. That's the way it is. Like, I don't like that. I want, I want to be able to talk around what, some other options there. <laughs> Anywho, what I was saying is we have Malcolm Jenkins. We sat down with him in Houston, <clears throat> and his words are just as uh, meaningful as they were back then. And uh, we talked about a full range of things, some foolishness as we like to do. But Emma VP has uh, scoured this interview and said that there's actually some uh, some sincere and uh, insightful conversation here. Malcolm Jenkins is one of the smartest fellas in all the NFL. He's socially conscious and, as it happens, also a very funny guy. So it's a rangy interview. Be on the lookout for that one. We talk about his work in uh, in the era of 
Colin Kaepernick, and also we go back to what it was like in the Riley Cooper age and everything else, and um, and around all that, we uh, were eating barbecue in Houston as we do it, and uh, and swooning. Oh, the brisket! Oh, the brisket! Uh, now I don't want to go You're back. Uh, I don't want to start thinking back about uh, about uh, about all that. I've also today marks the sixth year, uh, the the sixth year anniversary. Of the death of uh, Dave's of Thunder, a podcast that many consider the greatest of all time, and yes. uh, me and uh, my pal David Feeney did it. I've spoken with Feeney recently. We're I'm going to bring him in. It's the off season. I'm going to bring him in here to 66, and we're going to kibitz a little bit about this, that, and it won't be a recreation of Dave's of Thunder because we won't have everybody in here for that one. But uh, but uh, nevertheless, be on the lookout uh, for that at some point soon too, and I think that will please people. In the meantime, we've been talking here about uh, about. Uh, the greatest position group in NFL history and by team, you know, like for instance, the green Bay Packers, probably the green and gold standard. They have the greatest QB group in history. If you think about that, they have, they've had Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers beat that. So what NFL franchise has a greater position group than that one? We've been cobbling together our list with your help. Tweet us at DDFP and let us know your thoughts. We're not, 100% there yet. I think we're pretty close, though. And uh, I think uh, next month uh, around, you know, everybody does the dumb brackets. I think we'll do a bracket. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we have too many names here. We got to do it. So we'll probably end up doing a bracket style vote. Close on to this. 32 we're, on here. Yeah, I know. We're getting, we're, yeah, we're, we are getting close to uh, to 32 on that list. But uh, um, so we're hashing through that. And I wa- also want to get back to something off of the uh, TO. Um, the latest with uh, Bill Polian going oh, up to God. Mount Pius to weigh in on T.O., not helping his team. I will get into that in just a second, though. <laughs> First, I want to uh, – Mark Iztook, of course. You know him from – you know, if you watch NFL media, you see him all over the place uh, over the years there. He also kids about uh, <clears throat> showbiz here and there. And if you follow him on Twitter, he also, follow, he also talks quite a bit about uh, TCU football yes. and uh, Whataburger. Yeah, is it Whataburger? Because uh, I was corrected on that. That that it was. I said Whataburger when I was in Texas, and they said no, no, it's Whataburger. And then somebody comes uh, in. And I says, call it Whataburger. Whataburger. I call it Whataburger. Whataburger. Like when I was a kid. Whataburger. I, when I was a kid, I thought it was Waterburger. Yeah, me too. And I was like, I don't know what water has to do with. This, is it but, only but in can Texas? Can I have one? Uh, they're in the Southwest and across. I mean, you grew up in uh, Alabama, right? Yeah, we yeah. have Whataburger. Oh, really? Yep. And is it? Does it stack up with In and Out and Five Guys? Because my um, cousin Mitchell was just out from the East Coast, and he said he ate in and out in the three days he was here. He ate it four times, and he said, oh, it's certainly better than Five Guys. Yeah, in and out has a very versatile menu. Um, five Guys is a quintessential burger establishment. Like, you, you want to go obtain the burger and, and have the fresh potato fries. Um, there's there's a difference there. I think Whataburger skews more fast food, more high-end fast food. Mm. Uh, five Guys is, is not fast. And I've I've yet to go on an in and out trip that was in under thirty minutes. Oh God. So, yeah. to me, I just want to I, I want to eat and I want to eat in a certain frame of time. And so it's 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 difficult for me to try to compare because you know I'm I'm going somewhere because I want a burger and I I want it relatively fast. Part, part well, of Waterburger's appeal is if you were a college student where there's one around, they're open late and they start serving breakfast at eleven p.m. Ooh. So right around two two thirty, a little hungry. Potato and egg taquitos. What about I mean, you know what you know I which one say? I have not had also is I so I haven't had Whataburger and I also haven't had um, uh, 
Shake Shack. And yet mm. people are people say that's the best of them all. Shake Shack. There are many now in Los Angeles. Yeah. Started in New York, I think. Yeah. And in Chicago and everything else. But that's also kind of like in and out, right? Like yeah, you're not they, getting out of there. And yeah, they they all have individual qualities that you know it's it's up to you. Well, my favorite in Los Angeles, if you find your way out here, it's a chain out here. Is Umami Burger. That's to mm. me is the best. That's that that's the gold standard. You like Anyhow, Father's Office. I like Father's Office, but that's not a like that's not a, just a stop in and grab. But that's a let's go sit down well they also i don't know how i feel about it philosophically i guess nobody set uh, nobody set uh, hard and fast rules but they infuse theirs with uh, blue cheese and onions it's right inside you know there's no ketchup in the restaurant they won't serve you ketchup so i will sneak ketchup in because one i wanted the burger two i don't like that move i don't like that move by a restaurant when they tell you i once was at a restaurant where they said uh uh, please uh, tell us the foods that you're going to order um, what we want your food. I, I said, well, we'll get an appetizer now and, uh, and then we'll finish. No, no, no. Chef asks that, uh, that we have the full order so that, uh, she can provide the, the menu items in the order that she thinks that they go best in. Like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That might be, uh, that might be one step too far yeah. there, chef. And please provide of, me with another restaurant. And, uh, <laughs> here's another, yeah. Like I'm not giving you ketchup, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of noise about, uh, about our president who does it, who who eats his steak well done and does it with ketchup, you know. Listen, there are many things that we can uh, charge him Look, with, but I, one is I, I was a- we remain in a free society. You're allowed to have put you're allowed to put the ketchup on your wiener if you want to, and if you can put True. it on your steak, it's wrong. It's the wrong move. It's objectively bad. It's objectively bad, but it's still free. You're well, yeah. still free to still make that right terrible to so. choice. You know the saying, when I was a child, I did childlike things, and then I became an adult. When I was a child, I ate ketchup yeah. on my steak. And it's perhaps indicative of somebody's uh, – Well done. Yes. I no longer do that. Wow. Well, I'm not making any commentary. Because I'm just saying. Because over the course of your life, you had to face consequences for your actions. And <laughs> I, I, I would learn. guess that somebody who's never had to face a single consequence in his life the first uh, amendment, never grow up. The First Amendment allows each and every one of us to scold each other for yes. these bad decisions. But let's not act as though we have to pass law like like Matt uh, Chairman Mowney Smith would have us uh, do and, <laughs> and, and ban ketchup from wieners. If I want to make that decision, that's on me. Now, let's say hello to uh, – so Mark Iztook. What's your Twitter handle, by the way? Uh, at Mark Iztook NFL, Mark with a C. And then, of course, you know uh, Patrick Claybon here, and you watch him on Up to the Minute uh, on NFL Network. And I'm pleased to say, at long last, you have done enough uh, time here in Studio 66 that you have earned oh your God. very own theme song by the one-man house band, Dick Banks. Here it is, the debut of Patrick Claybon's intro song. Oh, my. He's that guy who hosts the show up to the minute. Every dream he has at night has Jack Bauer in. Give your takes, then he'll give his. The arm takes men, yeah, strikes again. Star Wars movies, get him lit. What's that movie you were in? Nobody heard of it. The most handsome man Dave has on. He's Patrick. That's true. He's Patrick. He's Patrick Bond, 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 Bond. Boy, that was like some '80s uh, dance a, with a little bit of Cleveland meets Germany. I mean, Euro. Emma and Ryan like came to me, and I gave them so little. Mm-hmm. I, I gave them so little, and they, and along with Dick Banks, gave so much in return. Mm-hmm. Like I, 
Any notes? I mean, that's become the thing now. People critique their own theme music here on the you show. You guys know me. I, I would never. That, it's no. I, I I am that guy. I'm that guy who would never criticize anybody that did anything for me because this is this is spectacular. I like it. One day is took. This I mean, I gave payment. nothing, and they came up with something. Else. I can aspire to achieve this level of musical greatness. <laughs> Play bomb. <laughs> it's really 80s. What, it, what What am I thinking of? I'm trying to think Did of he? who that. He's Patrick Clay I've tried. There's something uh, uh, quintessentially from that uh, yeah. era, and I can't place the band that I think it sounds like. But anyhow, let's talk about this, about the T.O. thing. Bill yes. Polian says on Monday that uh, T.O. and Randy Moss would not get a vote uh, for the Hall of Fame from him because neither one helped their 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 teams. Wait, what? I, I really, Dave, I, I really want to get somebody on. I, I really want somebody to come on and explain to anybody how that works. We have this discussion with quarterback wins all the time. And it's like, well, you know, you can't quantify the impact. Now we have wide receiver losses? Mm-hmm. Like, show me the games. Like, show me where T.O. or Randy didn't – It's it's – Stupid! It's so dumb. It doesn't the, make the, any the, sense. The problem I have with this argument, and I respect Polian a lot. I like. I like. I'm I like. I, this I doesn't like, make any sense. I like that people. That's why I like that so, everybody has to provide that caveat. I'm because not, because I'm I not respect, throwing it out. I'm not throwing it out because I, respect, I just have an issue with Bill Polian. It's I respect like, Mr. Polian and all he's done for the great <laughs> game of professional football. However, yeah. because to me, it's not. I, I don't have an issue with this take because of who it comes from. I have an issue because I think it's absurd. I think that you can't show me the numbers and show that T.O. negatively affected his teams. And the same thing with Randy Moss. And to trot out because he said he takes some plays off, fine. Well, where's the, the plays line? On? What, what I mean, the nuance, think about what that means. Like, they didn't help their teams. Like, or, they, or, or the insinuation is, of course, that they actually hurt their teams. And so where, where's the line on this one going forward? Like, well, Brett Favre, we have to revoke his uh, gold jacket because he did throw interceptions in games, and that hurt his it's team. It's crucial so, moments. So, I mean, he can't – I mean, how can you rightly put him in the Hall of Fame when he hurt his team on uh, uh, in certain uh, situations? And that's the key. That's the key to the take is they'll, they'll never explain it because if, if they explain it, it exposes their – It's moralizing. So, it's moralizing. It's trying to control this this nonsense, this this piety that, that put the Hall of Fame, move all the Hall of Fame, stack them one on top of the other, right at the top of Mount Pius so that the only the people who are morally sound and ethically sound enough to uh, – to, to bear witness to the luminous greatness, not just as uh, not just as uh, as athletes, but as human beings, for all of us to look up to. Let, let's make it not just figuratively, but literally so at the top of Mount Pius, so that we mere mortals can look up and bow our heads Amen. to all the to all the lustrous human beings that reside. No, I don't even know if it's enough to call them human beings. They need a greater cat. They need a greater uh, uh, nomination. Demi- Praise uh, Hallis. I mean, what 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 are we doing? What are we doing? Is this We're, what kind of thing is this? Are, the, 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 is this what the NFL wants to be associated with? Is this sort of moralizing? It's ridiculous. I, I think yes. there certainly are people that feel that way. Yeah. Well, a lot guess of them what? Have Hall of Fame That's votes. I know. A lot of them have Hall of Fame votes. I know, but guess what though? Yeah. First of all, as I've said a million times. This is the ultimate nerd revenge against. I mean, it really does play like well, something is, out of a. I'm gonna John. make you go sit in the corner 
for a few years. It's 16 candles. It's John Hughes. And then I'll let you in. It's John Hughes come to life kind of thing. Like, yeah, the bullies and the and the and the uh, athletes and everything. We'll stick it to them when we get our chance. When the nerds get their chance. That's really how it feels when the when the voters are like, oh yeah, you weren't nice to me when you were <laughs> when you were but uh, in your prime, to Now it's my turn. But a no lot of these, a lot of the, for you. I'm putting in Morton Anderson over you. A lot of these voters have never had a conversation with Terrell Owens. That, I don't know about a, that. Is that right? I, I, I can't imagine. Like, you look at the things they say, they all reference what somebody else is saying. And it's like, oh, you know, I heard I heard, uh, I heard, heard Jerry Rice said this to somebody else, and, and I heard Steve Young wouldn't even – was the only person that would talk to this other guy about it. And it's like this third – Well, the, but the issue is, though, like we say, is then, you know, this, uh, this convenient – Sort of uh, T.O. was not a good was was a bad guy. And by the way, I say it all the time. I say it again now. Um, T.O., as he pointed out on Twitter on Monday evening, going at Bill Poley and what do I, do I need to commit a felony or something? I mean, like in a world with actual bad guys, mm-hmm. what what are we doing when people announce that they hate Aaron Rodgers or T.O. or Tom Brady or Sidney Crosby, or people like the way for the way they play a, the way they play sports is is so ludicrous. They're actual bad guys in the world. What are you talking about? You hate T.O. T.O. was a distraction. Hey, Bill Polian, I don't know if you heard, but uh, you sure you want to get into this game? You you, you sure you want to start playing the game of uh, going after what's in everybody's past or what how they comported themselves twenty four hours a day? Because mm-hmm. that's not because you know who who wins that one. Nobody. That's who wins. Zero people. I sub- I say here and now. I said it a year ago. I say it again here to you fellas. We need a new Hall of Fame. Let all the Halls of Fame be 20th century creations and let them stay there. I propose a new and better way. A way that does not allow us to sit here and moralize about uh, about these guys. Who is? Let's just, I mean, you know what? I'm ignoring it because, as I say, you know, here's here, here's the way it goes. The the hypothetical is for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Hey, Dad. Like, hey, son. Uh, you're nine years old and you're a sports fan, and I want to introduce you to the all-time greats of the great sport of baseball. You know, and uh, okay, well, uh, who has the most home runs? Show me, show me that guy. Like, well, he's not in here. He's not. Oh <laughs> right, well, okay. Well, like hits. Like, who has the most hits? Oh, Can I see him? Oh, he, he's also not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we were coming to see the great players of all time. No, these were also the ones who, uh, who, as far as we know, behaved like gentlemen. So that that's what you're here to see. This is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's not the Hall of Fame. But it's- even even in that comparison, Dave, you have somebody that that you can explain that they violated a clear rule, and, and then another person that was in part of an investigation. You look back and, and point to what To did. Other than look extraordinarily explosive and be good at the game of football. No, no, Other no. Other than that. He did the popcorn thing, man. He oh, did yeah. that oh, thing the where Sharpie. he popcorn. So many children died that day. And, well, he spar- and-, and he spiked that football on the star. Oh, yes. On the star. Can he put that it? ball on him. I was at that game, actually. Is that right? Yeah, A symbol of capitalism. Yeah. What happened that day? What was uh, it like? Did you boo him for that? Uh, well, so I was shooting the game, and I'm standing there like on about the 50 because they had, everyone was down at like the 30 and the 20 of the end zone he scored in. What were I'm you, shooting. eight? No, I was like 20. You're a grown man at that for that Hard game? Hard to believe. Wow. Marcus and I, I see out of the corner of my eye, George T. Yeah, as well. On a dead sprint, just tack him. And uh, that also later in that game, Emmett Smith scored and ran back out on and uh, 
dump the ball on the star. No, I think you're forgetting the order. Right. T.O. does his thing on the star. He uh-huh. he holds his arms out like uh, Jesus at the at the star and looks up to the heavens. Then Emmett Smith reclaims it by putting the football on the star. Oh, and the T.O. went Then T.O. Right. goes to the star, and that's when T. gets it's, it. It's a wonder Emmett still got <laughs> in the Hall of Fame after performing such a lewd act. I know, but by the way, I, uh, just just in case you're afraid that Dave lacks a sense of nuance or is being a hypocrite here, yes, I would boo T.O. if I were a Cowboys fan, and I would uh, and I would lustily hate T.O., but that's And then he joins fun. your team and you love him. But the, the issue I have with this whole thing is that T.O. was such a distraction <laughs> to, to his make team. make him not a Hall of Fame, right? T.O. was such a distraction to his team that he forced his quarterbacks to throw him all those passes for all those yards and all those touchdowns. And same thing with Randy Moss. He took so many plays off that he was absolutely unstoppable on the field. And by the way. Period. End of story. I mean, the, all you need to say, I know everybody points it out, but all you need to know about T.O. and his contributions to to his teams over the years pretty much uh, boiled down to the, uh, the six weeks or eight weeks in Philadelphia. He breaks breaks his leg, and then he goes out and is the best player on the field for Philadelphia. By, by the way, still – And almost steals a Super Bowl against the Patriots. Still one of the most unbelievable uh, unbelievable performances athletically I've ever seen. Yep. The ability to come back when he did and contribute in that game. They certainly didn't lose because – I mean, the, 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 the thing that's fascinating about it is is the pick-and-choose nature of it. Jack Youngblood is hailed, and, and rightly so – 40 plus years after, wait, was it 40 plus years? No, not 40. Well, whatever, 35 ish, 40 years after he plays on a broken leg in the Super Bowl. Everybody writes songs to Jack Youngblood. T.O., it's almost like, oh, yeah, he did do that. People have to kind of remind themselves that uh, that, that even happened. You're listening to David All right. So wait. So then when we say goodbye, then you're going to hear the show. And then you and I, 32 (laughs) minutes after that, will resume from this spot. You see what I'm saying? I was told there would be no math, but yes. We're going. So you and I are going to say, okay, start the show again. And then when the next time you and me speak in real life. Oh, this well, no, people exciting. will hear our voices, right, but right. it will have already happened. As you said, folding the space-time continuum. But then when you and I actually start talking in our real time, mm-hmm. it will be picking up after these now 39-ish, sure. 40-ish Just minutes. Tell me when my mic's hot. Okay, ready? Yep. On your mark, get set. Start the show again or go back to the future. Yes. All right, so there it was, Mark Iztook. I don't know how it sounded. I don't know if there are any audio cues for what we just talked about, but we just talked about Jamal Charles for about eight minutes there. Emma VP, does that all work out for you? Um, we'll make it work. It's not ideal. I know it's, that, it's, but, um, it's very confusing. It's yes. like a it's like a puzzle that's happening here. Mm. Iztook, who if let's say let's start uh, back to where I was trying to go, if I remember correctly, about mm-hmm. ten twelve minutes ago. If we start a whole new Hall of Fame, yeah. and it's agnostic to sport, uh huh, but it's only America, because I not because I will have to, not because I'm, uh, you know, uh, xenophobic or anything. I just don't know enough about soccer, and I don't know enough don't about like curling and stuff. Well, I don't think he'd make our list anyway. But let's say, let's say we start a new Hall of Fame. Uh huh. And by the way, it shouldn't be called a Hall of Fame anyway, because we're not gauging who's famous. We're gauging who's best. So it's something of best. Hall okay. of Fame, you stay in the 20th century. Damashek and company, we're starting here in 66. We are starting a something of best, mm. a box of best. 
What lives in the box of best? Let's say also that you can only have five per year. Okay. But to build it up a little bit coming out of the gate, let's say we have 10 human beings who go into our inaugural class in sports of best. or any endeavor? Nah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just talking about people who are good at stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, that's interesting. Uh, that's now a harder right. conversation to have, but also potentially more entertaining. Well, what, what, what then what you're now suggesting is getting rid of like, we have all the, the, uh, the ones named after people, the, we have Oscar, Emmy, mm-hmm. um, Tony and Grammy, which is a fun family. The personification of each Grammy is of course the grandmother. <laughs> Tony and Oscar, and Tony and Oscar, like a uh, odd couple. Yeah. Never thought about that before. And they're vi- vying for the affection of uh, somebody named Emmy. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> and then Grammy comes along. That's a double date. That's a terrible double date. It's a bad movie. I you get to go. Yeah, Emmy is the prize, but then Grammy is the is the one who you know. Yeah, chaperones maybe. Yeah, has to come yeah. along. Like I don't want. Why do I get Grammy? No, no, no. You, no, no, no. I want to be with Emmy. You know. Anyhow. Uh, what Emma VP? You you feel like we're off the rails? Yeah, it's a little off the rails for me. Too much off the rails. To be honest, yep. All right. So, what do we want with uh, with our first uh, ten people going into the Hall of Best? Oh, geez, who are those individuals? I mean, again, let's stick to sports, okay? Because I was I was we thinking gotta go. Thomas Keller. If you, you know, we could if you wanted to go in the food world. I mean, you could like canvas. Let's let's make it sports is fine. Sports is fine. So listen, we <clears> got to <throat> put Ali in, right? So yep. Muhammad Ali goes in. Babe Ruth goes in. We have to put Willie Willie Mays in. Barry Bonds does mm-hmm. he have to go in? Ruth Ali Willie Mays. I feel like probably. How about go this in. I'm one? not going to throw him in necessarily. Gretzky or or Lemieux. I think you got to do both because I'm not going to get into the argument. I feel like there's a history there. Well, there is, and I'm not going to have Gretzky go in in front of 66, and I know that if I say Lemieux before Gretzky, that's not worth it to me. Then in football, we go with LT, we go Jerry Rice, we go Brady, and I think that's it. I think we can. I think we can put those three in to start this. Yeah, it's a nice canvassing, actually. You know, I said you. You know, you said you didn't want to go international, but given that Pele did play. In the U.S., can we claim Pele? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have him his uh, North American Soccer League days there. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think we should put Serena. Is she the greatest female athlete of all time? And I okay. think that uh, that makes that noteworthy. So we'll go Serena, and then who else? That's that's ten. So wait, we have uh, baseball. Oh, Jordan. Mike Michael Jordan. And we have two hockey guys. Do we put LeBron? Do you go Wilt the Still? No, I would a- go. I mean, I think you, the the Jordan component is too hard to overlook. Like if you're going to put three football players, but no Michael Jordan in. But Michael Jordan is the unquestioned best. Whereas you could have a debate about Babe Ruth versus, or you could have, you know, no Lawrence Taylor is better than Tom Brady is better than mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, you know, kind of thing. Like that's a that's a worthy debate to have. Michael Jordan versus ooh LeBron. I mean, what about Secretariat? Is there room? I won't disrespect the humans on this list by putting uh, by getting into the equine. I mean, I'm trying to think who I would knock off for Secretariat, but if you want to talk about athletes and the gap between the best and the second best that there's a compelling argument to be made there 
I know I couldn't even tell you who won the triple crown two years ago in uh, in horse racing. I just know that I saw. Can you? I saw the movie, so you know now I know everything there is to know about Secretariat because I saw the film. Wait, I thought that was the one about Man of War. No. no well, no. who was the one are that you, they made the big movie Seabiscuit? about? There were Sea Biscuit. But there was also a Secretariat one. I mean, he won whatever the whatever I don't know if it, remember this, if it was the uh, Kentucky Derby or the Preakness or the Belmont, but like by forty three lengths or something ridiculous, like American Pharaoh. Fair, oh, yeah, American Pharaoh won that thing. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to think about this. I think this is a, a good new thing, but we want it to be ironclad, the first. Uh, like, first. inarguable. It's, it's, if. Well, if you're doing it, that guy has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Right. Like, it's, it's disrespectful if you don't have. Maybe it's even like you do it until you don't, until it's like, because. The line presents itself. I feel like this is still like if you said weighted toward the tail end of the twentieth century. Uh, I, I feel like I put the babe in there. Babe yeah, Ruth. but it's just weighted. I'm saying. Um, well, who do you want me to throw in? No, no, I'm 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 just acknowledging that bias. But again, this is us starting anew, and it feels like we got to go with what you, I know. But people like know. to play that game, and I'll point it out to you that uh, of course sports didn't really, you know, I don't know that they've already peaked or are on the downside of it, or if they're continuing to ascend. But when people like to refer back to stuff that happened ninety or hundred years ago, sports were a fun distraction at that point. They weren't everything the way they are now. Boxing. Um, boxing aside. By the way, the fact that Babe Ruth is on here, that's another fun uh, little afternoon to go look at his numbers compared to his contemporaries. Just astounding. How it's many true. I think runs. he had 60 home runs in the – I think the, the, the there wasn't a team, another yeah, team that had something 60 like that. home yeah. runs, something uh, odd like that. Um, all right. What uh, what else then, Emma VP? What did you want to talk about here? You say that we're at uh, past 45 minutes now. Oh, yes, we got to do half empty, half full, and mm. uh, let's do that, and we'll continue to um, – oh, I, I did want to get with Iztook. Well, we'll do it next week or something if, if you're around. Uh, let's uh, let's do the college football version of the greatest position group by oh, man. organization. Wow. Who would you throw out for that, though? We started to go through it, and it's – if you do it uh, – if you do it – Without uh, without the proper focus and you just, uh, but because they're too send many, them to it's too us. easy to overlook uh, hashtag DDFP groups. but like we talked about like yeah. you know tight ends from the U is a is a good one too you could go Jimmy Graham Greg Olson I guess if you're talking college level achievement you would Kellen uh, Winslow throw Jr. Kellen Winslow Jr. Yeah. right um, there's another one or two I'm forgetting there but anyhow there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of names we'll do that at a later date <clears throat> meantime. Oh, Jeremy Shockey, Emma. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but all right, let's get into it. We've been doing it for uh, for the teams, and we're going to make our way through all 32 NFL teams here. It's as we sit here right now in the spring before the start of free agency and the draft, and we see where we, you know, the big the big guy right now is Tony Romo out there, where he lands, where he winds up. Right now, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, Mark Iztook. Is your glass half empty or half full about uh, where they sit? Oh, it's. I mean, it's half full, and uh, I. Oh. And the standard is that we like to apply is: will they fin? Well, they were first place, so will they repeat as first place? That's the standard. Your glass is officially yeah. half full. Yeah, I would say, say so. They're certainly a first place team and, again. And, and I'm a Cowboys fan who who you know kind of cut his teeth in the '90s with three Super Bowls in four years, and then saw the drought afterwards. So I have kind of. 
as much as I love this team, I have kept them at an arm's length because, you know, you hurt me once. Mm. You know, shame on you. Mm. Hurt me twice. I probably should, like, walk away. I think that's how the quote goes, right? I think that's Something what like it that? is. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think so, but I'm not sure <clears throat> I get where you're going I, I, here. I read it on Twitter, so I'm not sure if that's accurate. But uh, I, I think I have tried to keep myself from getting too excited until there's a reason to. And to me, a reason to is a deep run in the playoffs, an appearance in a Super Bowl, that kind of thing. So I have tried to temper my expectations. But I think what we saw this past year, A, uh, quarterback of the future, running back of the future, obviously. B, a defense that somehow was able to get it done on a semi-regular basis. Uh, and I think C2, winning the kinds of games that good teams have to win, come from behind games, games where you got to uh, hold a lead in the fourth quarter, finding ways to win, which is hard for a young team. So the fact that they have those components, uh, I think, in good shape, make me optimistic about what I mean, last half this. full about this team. For Imagine the if Jalen Smith gives them something now. What if, you know, the yeah. Jerry Jones And if Sean Lee can stay healthy and you've got your middle short up, if you can find a guy to rush the passer, all of a sudden your secondary looks better. And, and if that defense looks better, the offense. I mean, Well, the draft is apparently <clears throat> also rich with uh, with corners. So, you know, they can enhance that defense a little bit. I would not, I, the, the one thing I would say that I uh, just if you're looking for an all-time offense and uh, really dangerous, if they could, you know, Jason Witten is really old now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Um, and Cole Beasley is there. But if they could ever land on what they wanted Terrence Williams to be coming out of Maryland, and probably last year was Maryland. the best year. But I'm at, what did I say? Maryland. Maryland. Why am I thinking he's from Maryland? Terrence Williams is from Baylor. Yeah. Who am I confusing him with? I thought he went to Maryland all this time. Anywho, know. what's the difference? Well, yeah. I mean, it matters. I'm not trying to the Baylor my failure. Baylor um, needs all the help it can get these days. <laughs> Bail your failure. Um, the um, yes, so if they could land on an actual good second wide receiver, yeah, then imagine. Especially, I know this is heresy for a lot of people. I think that as good as Des Bryant is, when he's good, you saw a lot of situations last year where how many games did he miss? What was it? Six games early in the season, and the, the big uh, you know talking point was, well, Dallas isn't going to be able to win without their best player on the field, and they did. And you saw him get back on the field, and in one of their losses, I think it was to the Giants, nine uh, pass attempts his way, maybe one catch. There is that that thing with him on the field where you feel like you have to get him involved, and when he's not productive, which he is sometimes, then the offense kind of grinds to a halt. To a halt. So I feel like hey, you, Lions made their. I mean, I know it's simplistic, need, but the Lions did make their playoff run once you remove and that guy. Panthers again with Kelvin Benjamin, as we discussed. So I, I think that yeah, a really legit number two. Yeah, it, wide it's in, you're right. That magnet that sort of sucks in. Uh, you're maybe, paying them all that money. You got to right. get them the touches, except those touches don't always convert. So. I was just debating with somebody on uh, Twitter the other day. They said, Des Bryant's not a Hall of Famer, though, or anything. And I said, well, sure. And you look him up. Uh, you look up his numbers. What he is is a touchdown maker. That's yeah. That's the thing that uh, is striking about what Des does versus his peer. And because the numbers, take- aren't, the numbers aren't there when you hold him up next to Antonio Brown or, say, Julio Jones. Uh, Julio Jones, you know, injury-prone himself a little bit, I guess, over over at least the early part of his career. But, yeah, I was surprised. Like, Des Bryant is not exactly on track to wind up with a gold jacket. He needs some a couple things to go his way here coming and, and in the next few years. I'm not watching the All-22 to break down every one of Des's plays. 
like uh, a lot of our analysts are, but I do feel like he makes enough of those splashy plays where you absolutely have to keep track of him and know where he is on the field. Well, as I say about but him, even you miss him for a while. It's true. But even when Calvin Johnson was in the league, I still said if you if you're throwing a 50-50 ball with uh with uh you know the championship on the line and you know 2 seconds left, I'll, I would rather have Des Bryant out there than I would uh, mm. Julio or Calvin or anybody else to, to Boy, go up and get that. Because he wants it. I mean, that that is one thing. People like to criticize him for some of the sideline antics, but that guy wants it bad. Well, and he helps his team. For it. He helps his team. Like, yeah. uh, not like that other guy he's, who was he's, on the Cowboys. He's all of famer. All right, so that's that. I think uh, we'll put a wrap on it there. Like I say, we have Malcolm Jenkins coming for you. We uh, we got that uh, later in the week, and it's in video, so be on the lookout for that as well if you prefer to consume it that way and see the delicious vittles that we had in Houston, Texas. Oh, brisket and ribs and uh, uh, encased meats and so on. Uh, delicious stuff. Meantime, Patrick Claybon, great stuff. Mark Iztook. Mark Iztook. NFL is how you track him down on Twitter. Yep. Big slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.